0: So the ultimate goal for a lot of women is they want to lose weight. But we have to think about supporting these body systems. So just seeing if your cycle normalizes, if you're still cycling, that's a sign your hormones are are getting into balance. See if you're having cravings, see how your mood is. Like these are signs that your hormones are becoming into balance. And when you become more into balance, the weight can come off because the body is functioning correctly.
1: Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and we are exploring an important topic my readers and listeners have been asking me to address for a long time. This is also an area of women's health that I can personally relate to, and that is how to lose weight by balancing your hormones with my dear friend and fellow hormone expert, Bridget Danner. Now, Bridget and I get it. Hormone-driven weight resistance is a real thing. It's not just in our heads. I experienced this with my mom several years ago. Now, mind you, my mom loves her chocolate. Well, let's be honest, she loves candy all in all. But overall, she has always maintained a great diet And ever since I was a little girl, my mom worked out. I remember being seven years old in the back of the gym with my sister doing the exercise moves while my mom was in her exercise class. So when she came to me in a complete panic about her hormones and her weight, it became very, very real for me. This was about, I wanna say five years ago. Not only was she gaining weight for what seemed like no reason at all, she was having night sweats, insomnia, and she was constantly wired and tired during the day. All signs pointed to hormonal balance. So as a good daughter, I took her on as my patient, got her on a hormone detox plan, cleared her house of toxic cleaners, skincare, processed foods, even those little Glade air thingies. We had her using essential oils. We started her on supplements. We created an essential oil routine, had her implement some key lifestyle changes like breaking up with sugar and eating gut friendly foods. We had a whole game plan mapped out for her. And then fast forward three months later and my mom down 25 pounds. She was sleeping seven plus hours each night and had more energy so that she started running marathons. And let me tell you, she has been running half marathons and marathons ever since. I want to say that she ran over 30 something half marathons and marathons last year alone. It's just absolutely incredible. So the point of this story is to demonstrate that hormone driven weight resistance can be fixed. And I'm excited that Our incredible hormone expert, Bridget, is joining us to tell us exactly how. Now, before I bring Bridget Danner on, I want to quickly introduce her to you. Bridget Danner runs an online women's health community called Women's Wellness Collaborative. Through this community, she interviews experts in women's health through blogs, videos, podcasts, and online summits. Bridget Danner practiced Chinese medicine for 13 years and performed over 12,000 treatments in an integrative clinic she established in Portland, Oregon. She sold her clinic in 2017 to dedicate completely to the online space. She is a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner who educates women on underappreciated causes of hormone imbalances, including chronic infections, immunity, and mold toxicity. She has also worked extensively in fertility, and has a deep understanding of perimenopause. You can absolutely check her out at the thewomenswellnesscollaborative.com. Welcome, Bridget Danner. I am so happy to have you here on the show today. Dr. Marisa, I will always come talk to you
0: and your community whenever you like. I love it.
1: Oh, thank you. And you know what? This is a topic that we're going to be talking about today that I that i know is near and dear to my audience but definitely near and dear to me and i love that you are an expert on this what we're going to be talking about today is losing weight by balancing your hormones and Like I said, I'm excited to hear what you have to say on this because this has been a struggle in the past for me. So what I want to do is I want to start out by asking, because I'm always so curious about, especially other amazing hormone experts, how they became experts in the field, but also kind of what inspired you to want to serve women around hormones?
0: yeah, so pretty clearly for me, it came in postpartum when I when I had my son. so I just had a really hard postpartum time. I was I get I mean, I guess looking back, I was depressed. I wouldn't have used that word, but I was overwhelmed. and then I started to get sick a lot, like immune stuff. You know, I wasn't sleeping all the time. I had a new baby, a new business. And I was just not, you know, functioning or or being the way I wanted to be. And I, you know, found some tools to come out of it with coaching and improving my diet and this kind of thing. And I was like on a mission. I was like, women should not have to be in that state. We should be out doing what we want to do in the world. And yeah, it was a very clear turning point for me. So what I've specialized in since then kind of varies a bit. I've done fertility I'm really into toxins right now, but I always keep it within women's health.
1: Mm. And I want to dive in specifically, you know, my gut tells me that probably a lot of the women that you've worked with have dealt with or seen that weight gain. Well, maybe not even understanding where the weight gain is coming from. Clearly, we have a better sense that it's connected to hormones, but I would love to dive deeper because I feel like this is like the million-dollar question. And how how is it that hormones are making us gain weight or, or really making us fat? Yeah, you know, I think that um, that many women have a sense
0: that their hormones are involved. Like it's just sort of like a sixth sense. Like they they feel like they're eating right, but they're not losing weight, or or you know, they get super bloated around their period, and you know, seem like they gain five pounds or they feel like there's some connection between stress and their weight, but they they just can't break it down. I mean, hormones are super complicated. I'm going to spend my entire life studying them and never be done, I think. So so I can get why people haven't (laughs) figured it all out yet. And I think people are right. Your hormones are very involved in your weight. And over these last... Well, let's see, you know, eight or nine years that I've been studying functional medicine and nutrition, I think I filled in a lot of the blanks for myself about how hormones make us gain weight and what are some of the other connections to other body systems like the gut and detoxification and stuff. So, so yeah, let's make some of those connections. I'm going to talk about three hormones to get started. And the first is estrogen. So estrogen is a hormone that we want as women. Sometimes it gets kind of demonized, but we we do want it. And in a basic sense, it's a hormone of growth, right? So when we have puberty, estrogen starts to really come into play and we grow hips and we grow breasts and we grow the lining of our uterus for the first time. So it's this hormone of expansion. Um, which is good. We want some of that, but it needs to be, <laughs> I don't know. You're not selling it for me right now. Bridget. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. We'll also
0: say it's a one of kind of like femininity, right? Like, you know, you okay. want to be like, you know, that, that's what makes you a woman, those hips and breasts and like, you know, it makes you feel juicy. Right. And it's, it's much as sometimes we Hate having our periods and all that, like that's kind of like our juice of life. But it needs to be balanced. It needs to be balanced with progesterone. And we don't want estrogen in excess because yeah, then it becomes excess. Then it becomes, okay, now my butt is getting too big, my breasts are getting too big, like there's too much. So so we just need to learn to balance estrogen, which we can talk about now or talk about later. Uh, what do you prefer?
1: i'd actually like to dive into the conversation of balancing estrogen i know we have the other two to connect with and goodness knows these other two are big ones too but i think a lot of women again it is it, estrogen is very demonized and you know we hear about estrogen dominance we hear about estrogen growth leading to even cancer and, and other chronic conditions as well but specifically i always think about estrogen tying into into weight gain particularly around the belly and so i'd love to explore a little bit more about this because i feel like women know enough to be dangerous dangerous, but they don't know enough to really know what to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and I always get the question, like, if I say to eat, you know, like flax seeds or something, or people are people like, well, let's have estrogen, and we don't want any more estrogen. But really, it's just a matter of balancing estrogen. There's different types of estrogen, and we need to detoxify estrogen, and we need to balance it with its partner, which is progesterone. So we'll, we'll talk about that and then we can talk maybe about toxins and estrogen as well in a minute. But yeah, a lot of women are in estrogen dominance and that just means estrogen is out of balance with progesterone. So actually many of the women that we treat and, and meet have estrogen dominance, but they have low overall hormone levels. You can still be excess estrogen even when your hormone levels are low. A lot of women have low hormone levels because of stress and their body's depleted. Um, but what's even more depleted is a progesterone, and progesterone is that second hormone that comes in the second half of your cycle, and it naturally goes down, and to some extent becomes imbalanced in perimenopause. So perimenopause are those years leading up to menopause where periods start to change, and that can ha- that can start very young. I mean, it is starting very young. We reach our optimal fertility fairly young, and then after thirty five periods you know, you don't, you don't ovulate as strongly. The eggs aren't always as strong every month. Uh, And when you don't ovulate as strongly, you don't make as much progesterone in the second half of the cycle and you still make estrogen. It's still happening, but there's no progesterone to balance it out. And how that will look and go for symptoms will be different for every woman. Like for me, I don't gain weight from having that low progesterone, but I'll have breakthrough bleeding for sure. Or I'll like my PMS is like getting worse. (laughs) Even as I'm getting older, like it's affecting my moods more. So I have to manage it. So everybody's going to be different. And for some women, that will be a weight situation. That estrogen is growing, proliferating, (laughs) kind of creating more mass um, because it's that hormone of growth and it's unchecked. So, So basically... Clearing old estrogen and bringing up progesterone are the two two ways to balance that. So clearing old estrogen, some of that is getting more fiber in your diet and keeping your gut healthy because a lot of that detoxification happens in the gut.
1: So... And real quick, I just wanted to, to note, because one of the, you know, one of the things we see, I know you're probably going to talk about this, but if we're not constantly moving things out of the system, we can reabsorb that estrogen. Yes,
0: we can reabsorb the estrogen. It's a process. Yeah. So we're always making hormones and then we're disposing of hormones. It's just a normal cycle. And when we dispose of them then the body, there's kind of a cleaner slate and the body knows which hormones to make next. But if we can't dispose of them because we're constipated, our gut's inflamed, or we're not getting the nutrients to support our detoxification pathways, then the estrogen can be coming back in and throwing off some of the signaling, which is further making some hormonal confusion. And then when we don't detoxify well, whether of hormones or other toxins, they can get stored in fat tissue, which is we're back to the same problem of, you know, this hormone connection, the detoxification connection with fat. So a, a lot of people, I think, are overweight. Just, just be, That weight is just basically a toxin storage center. Uh, and then here's the other irony is the more fat you have, your fat actually makes estrogen. So you're, you, you reabsorbed estrogen, you gain weight. Now your weight is making more estrogen. So women can get in a pretty severe state of, of estrogen dominance. Um, even like we said, when estrogen levels are low,
1: goodness, a lot of bad news, but but there's good news. I know. I was like, I feel like there is a reason why we demonize estrogen (laughs) after all. (laughs) Okay. So that was one of the three and clearly always my, my, my follow through is okay, well, how do we fix this? But let's, let's continue to move through the other two as well, before we go down that rabbit hole.
0: Okay. Well, another one that we hear a lot about is thyroid, which is, again, a real one. It's, it's very real. And a, a lot of thyroid issues start to crop up midlife. The same time that we're having this perimenopause and the estrogen dominance, having a thyroid issue actually can lead to more estrogen dominance because of the way it affects sex hormone binding globulins. And thyroid can lower your metabolism. I love Isabella Wentz's safety theory. I don't know if you've read it or talked about it. But basically, our bodies will slow down our metabolism as a way to get us to hibernate and protect ourselves from like a perceived threat. So in the modern world, those perceived threats can be heavy metals and processed foods and stress and stuff like that. And the body doesn't know what's stressing it, but it's kind of slowing us down to protect it and hibernate and store and store weight and store resources for a safer time. So that thyroid piece is is really real and it's a little complicated, right? It's a lot of women will hear, oh, I think it might be my thyroid. Some of the other symptoms could be constipation, feeling cold all the time, hair falling out. Could be a lot of other things too. Brain fog, definitely low energy. And then they go to their doctor and they say, I think it could be my thyroid. You know, classic is they run one thyroid marker. They think it looks fine and they're sent on their way. Or, you know, a lot of women come to us and they do know they have a thyroid problem, but they haven't figured out enough about how to fix it because um, it's really a root cause issue. You know, what put the, that thyroid into this sense of feeling like there was – danger. So the thyroid definitely can make you gain weight and contribute to the estrogen dominance. And it's a great one to, to start to educate and learn about. If you're you know just getting started, learn about some of the better markers for thyroid testing, learn what nutrients feed the thyroid and what things are not friendly to the thyroid. But if you've already been somewhat down the road, you may need a functional coach or doctor to to help you really get to that root cause of that that thyroid situation, because if your symptom is weight and the reason is thyroid disorder, misfiring of the thyroid hormones, until you get that thyroid situation fixed, you know, the weight will probably stick around because the body doesn't feel safe enough yet to, to let it go.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I know that that does get into, I mean, we're talking about thyroid, it does get a little bit more complicated. There's testing to be had. And there's a lot to explore there. Um, and we absolutely, I've done, done my research with Isabella Wentz, a good friend of both of ours. And, and she does such a great job in her, in her book. Yeah, that's a
0: great book and to then we start come. with.
1: Absolutely, it is. It's such a great book. And it's really a natural approach to getting back on track. And then we've got number three. And number three is definitely my my favorite area of expertise, mainly because it's probably been my biggest Achilles heel. And I feel like it can be the driver of the other two. And so we get to get into cortisol.
0: Yeah, cortisol, again, is a hormone that gets kind of demonized because, oh, we have high cortisol and that's bad. But we need cortisol, <laughs> just like we need estrogen. Yes. Uh, so cortisol gets us through the day, but we don't want it spiking or you know being raised all the time again, because we think that our body is per- perceiving stress every single day. So when cortisol rises, blood sugar rises too. And if you don't use that sugar for anything, it can be stored as fat. And then just having sugar in the bloodstream all the time can make your cells insulin resistant. So, so even though you still feel tired because the sugar isn't getting in your cells, the sugar's in there and it's causing problems. It needs to be stored so it doesn't doesn't damage you because it's like in kind of an inflammatory state to have high blood sugar so your body has to do something with that extra sugar so yeah emotions can spike cortisol coffee you know and then there's other things too that are sort of not as obvious like you'll be having some area of physical pain in your body you, you have this with you've been through this with your neck you know it, it's a stress on your body to have a constant pain to deal with, a constant area of inflammation to deal with. Or if you have a gut infection, that's another area. Or if you're like me, I have some very special (laughs) hormone stressors being mold and Epstein-Barr virus. And these things constantly stress my body, so I really have to focus on getting rid of them. Because that constant stress can throw off my weight or my hormones. So yeah, there's the obvious ones like, oh yeah, you know, commuting is stressful or this or that. But then there's other ones too like, that so here's like a kind of a hidden way that you could be having uh, a weight issue. It's just like this constant stressors on your body coming from other sources.
1: Mm. So interesting. I was having, you know, the neck pain situation for me is pretty, it it, it comes and it goes. And yesterday it was definitely more prominent than, other days and it totally it absolutely affected the way that I was I was productive the way that I was having conversations I just found like I was a little bit more wound up you know it was it was a stressor that led to more stress in my day it's so interesting and 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 then we talk about those hidden stressors that we may not know about like you know like the the pathogens that could be causing stress in the body, you know, there could be a war going on inside of your system. And you may not be 100% aware of that, which which leads to the fact that there is a lot of components here when it comes to to weight and hormones. One of the areas that that because I want to start thinking and segueing into, well, how do we begin to even address these things? I think that's the question I want to ask now, because I think um, if I were listening to this right now, I would think, well, holy moly, it could be a number of these things. I don't I don't know what's going on what would be, what would be the first kind of step into mitigating or working towards creating balance so that I could get back to the weight that I wanted to get back to? Okay.
0: Well, let's start first with the foundations because we can never Mm -hmm. skip those and they can be a little boring to talk about again, but you can never skip them. And everybody has their weak areas, right? Even us who are trying to be healthy, like we have our weak areas too, so maybe, some, maybe me saying it in a different way will, you know, spark something in someone that they needed to hear, I hope. And I'll try to get into some specific tips, too, or feel free to ask. But I'll also try to go a little fast because I know people may have heard this, but you need to get a good night's sleep. You need to get a good night's sleep to let your body heal and repair. And when you don't get a good night's sleep, you, you crave food. Your blood sugar is thrown off. You know, you make bad decisions when you haven't gotten a good night's sleep. And then it can be tough because if your hormones are off, you might not sleep very well if your adrenals are are thrown off. So you can maybe, you know, have to dive deeper into figuring it out. But you've got a lot of sleep hacks with essential oils and, you know, having a nighttime routine, and there can be you know little little cheat things too to do. You know, taking like calming herbs like hops or something at bedtime. If I need something stronger, I'll do like a five HTP to help me make melatonin at night. This is one area like I don't I don't think it's bad to reach out for a supplement on this because you need a good night's sleep. Uh, whatever. <laughs> not almost not to say whatever it takes, but I would say don't be afraid to supplement if you need to and try different things at the store, like see what helps you calm down at night. Uh, on the flip side of that, are you getting jacked up on caffeine all day because you're not going to sleep well? And you might say, oh, well, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect me because you're, <laughs> you're used to caffeine. It does affect your nervous system. It's a stimulant. So you got to reduce the stimulants in the daytime, too, to get a good night's sleep. So sleep, even though it's a simple thing, there is a lot to talk about. But I'll just stress that it's important to get a good night's sleep. You know, most people need eight or nine hours. If you're recovering from some illness or your adrenals are off, I definitely feel best if I get nine hours. So you've got to prioritize that and know that that's going to affect your weight as well. Uh, you know, second is what you put in your mouth, for sure. Again, we mentioned fiber briefly, but getting, getting lots of plant foods, a variety of vegetables, just gives a lot of different food for your bacteria and your gut. So you want to feed your bacteria and your gut good food. Because if you feed them sugar and white flour and that kind of thing, Processed dairy, then you're going to feed the bacteria that are causing a problem and making more imbalance. So, the bacteria profile in your gut also determines your weight. There's some bacteria in your gut called firmicutes and bacteroides, and they found that the ratio of that determines basically if you're thin or fat. So, you want to feed the bacteria, you want to lower your firmicutes, feed the bacteroides, and you can feed them fibers with every meal. I really love to do like nuts and seeds too. I do a lot of like chia and hemp seed and ground flax seed. I I eat a lot of raw nuts or soaked nuts. I also love hemp oil, which isn't exactly a seed, but the hemp oil is one of my absolute favorites for hormone balancing. I think if you do uh, a couple teaspoons of, I would actually challenge a listener. Do you do two tablespoons of hemp oil a day? See what happens with your cycle. See how it affects your mood. Maybe see how it affects your weight in a month. So that's really, could be a strong option. Uh, Let's see, getting plenty of water, making sure you're hydrated. So those are some foundations. And then there's, you know, this stress piece. I I don't like it when people say, well, just reduce stress. Well, actually think about like adding pleasure into your life. Like what is fun for you? Because when you're having fun, you're not stressed out. Whether it's like putting on music, working outside, you know, going for a run playing with your dog, just like insert more of that fun into your day and then there'll be less stress. And then move your body. You know, you don't have to like punish yourself with exercise, but when you move, say you take a 10 minute walk after every meal, it helps uh, Helps your cells take up sugars. I really encourage frequency of movement over the the super hard workouts. You can do those if your body tolerates them. But just moving frequently, doing some squats, you know, doing some jumping jacks, (laughs) walking around the building, whatever it is, uh, that that does, at least for me, I really see it like kind of keep up my metabolism when I keep moving.
1: Mm, I love that. I love that idea of consistent moving throughout the day. It doesn't have to be the one big thing. So a lot of people just don't want to do that. They don't want to go and do the big the big exercise routine.
0: Or they're too tired or they don't have time. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been walking in the grass in the morning on the cold. I've also been using kind of like some nature therapy. So I walk on the cold grass in the morning, you know, you or you can sit in the sun, like I've also been jumping in our cold pool. Like, There's some things you can do to kind of stimulate your body that aren't
1: necessarily a hard workout, but they still get your heart rate up and wake you up. Love it. So those are our basics. You know, there's lots of different ways to to integrate the basics as well. You know, one of the things that we I talk about with you a lot is using essential oils to bridge the gap to those things. So like using a peppermint oil to get you out the door or using lavender and clary sage to head to bed or using cedar wood or frankincense for stress relief. I mean, there's so many ways that we can utilize some wonderful solutions to kind of getting the body, just to getting yourself into the habit of doing those things. Because ultimately what I hear too from a lot of that, Bridget, is is creating those habits every single day to kind of really transform the way that our hormones are functioning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you want to talk about a few supplements? People might like that. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. One that I love to balance hormones is magnesium, and the one I like the best is magnesium chelate. We use the Designs for Health brand, but I I, I only mention the brand because I, I I don't think all magnesiums are created equally. I'm like a supplement hoarder. I've tried every <laughs> supplement, and I, you want your magnesium to absorb, or it's just coming out of you. So magnesium will help you make progesterone and and just balance your hormones. It really can help for mood. It can help for cravings. And we don't get much of it in our diet unless we're eating like maybe tons and tons of greens. But it's, you know, our, our food isn't as rich as it used to be. A lot of women will say, well, I take a multivitamin. Well, look at the label, like one multivitamin a day absolutely will not have enough magnesium because it's very bulky. So I think you need to take at least 400 milligrams of magnesium a day, sometimes, you know, 600 for some women, maybe even 800. also helps you sleep. It's calming. So a lot of women have anxiety. I mean, that's another reason we could gain, right, like stress eating, right? So mm-hmm. if you're not feeling stressed. You're not having cravings because your minerals aren't imbalanced. Very simple supplement you can take. So, yeah, I use a powdered magnesium chelate because I think it absorbs the best I do at least 400 milligrams a day and sometimes more. I think that's something that you can add. It's kind of simple, but I do like fish oil. Um, It's anti-inflammatory. just helps that cellular communication so you're not having hormonal confusion. You can do an algae-based fish oil too if if you don't want the animal product. I mentioned the hemp oil earlier that I really like for hormones. Um, barrage oil is a is something you can take either all all month or you can take it the last two weeks of your cycle to help bring up that progesterone. I like that one. Oh, chromium is a trace mineral that you need to utilize your blood sugars correctly. So again, you can check your multivitamin, but you can potentially double it too if you're not getting enough chromium or you want to take an extra one. Try that for weight loss and cravings and just blood sugar stabilization so the ultimate goal for a lot of women is they want to lose weight but we have to think about supporting these body systems so just seeing if your cycle normalizes if you're still cycling that's a sign your hormones are are getting into balance see if you're having cravings see how your mood is like these are signs that your hormones are becoming into balance and when you become more into balance the weight can come off because the body is functioning correctly We talked a little bit about the gut. I think you can support with probiotics beyond the fibrous foods. I like the one called Megaspore, but there are other good ones as well. Uh, Speaking of essential oils, I told you there's some that I've been loving for for gut. So I do the DigestZen, Oregano, and Frankincense with a carrier oil on my belly. And I cannot believe how much it helps my digestion regulate and then a couple of those oils help break down the mucosa. <laughs> you just talked about mucosal plaques. We just talked about this before the call. And can help with like bacterial imbalance in the gut. So that's like a super easy combination you can do to, to soothe your gut. I think probiotics get a lot of credit, but there's other things you can do too for gut health. Like what we just mentioned, you can use bitters. I really like bitter using bitter herbs. You can just buy like a bitters like that you use for drinks, you know, to make drinks. And that helps stimulate your digestion with with the meal. I like it because you can, like, put it in sparkling water or just take a little shot of it. It's just, like, not using a pill. It's more of, like, just a, a nice habit to do. Um, you can eat like a bitter salad before your meal. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's a good one too to stimulate. Or like a bitters martini.
1: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The problem Same. with alcohol is those sugars
0: <laughs> do feed the wrong type of bacteria. And a lot of women do go to alcohol in this stage of life in like their 40s, 50s or earlier <laughs> because life is stressful they're getting more anxious. So they use that glass of wine to calm down at night, but you're just feeding the imbalance, unfortunately. So using other things like essential oils and supplements and, you know, lavender bath to like calm down at night instead of wine. Right. Not to say you can never, ever have a drink, but just know that if you're using that to self-medicate, just switch it out. Just switch it with something else. Cause you're you're continually throwing yourself into that blood sugar imbalance and, and feeding the wrong bacteria in your gut every time. So you, you're, you're contributing to that inability to lose weight. So you need everything functioning smoothly. And, and in the end, like, if you want to actually lose weight, you're really detoxifying when you lose weight. So you want to you know, be aware of that because a lot's coming out as you lose weight. So drinking lots of water, I'm a big fan of like dry brushing my skin. Um, that helps, can help with cellulite too. So as you detox, it just kind of keeps things moving. I bought a sauna recently. I'm a big fan of sauna. Sauna actually helps you lose weight and detoxify. It's a little more of an investment, but it's kind of an advanced move <laughs> you could do uh, for detox and weight loss.
1: Oh, I love it. I love all these tips as well. And I mean, I think we didn't get into um, gut health as much as we could, you know, it's a whole topic, but probiotics, digestive enzymes, essential oils, making sure that you're getting lots of fiber. These are all really great things because we know that the gut helps to regulate our hormones and it, it, it's involved in a lot of, of how our body functions. And so I love that. Now, one other question, I have two more questions for you really quickly. One, you know, I've had so many women who tell me, okay, I'm doing all of these things. I'm already doing this and yet I'm still not losing weight is there anything else I could be doing is there anything else I'm missing that I just cannot see in front of me
0: yeah I mean I think it's important to address this because I think a lot of women could be listening and saying yeah I, I really am doing these things it's like don't tell me the same things again um, and yeah there's a lot of complicated stuff out there you know there are heavy metals and there are chemicals all around our home and our in our workplace Um, There's a lot of stuff in our food now that shouldn't be in our food anymore. And when our bodies can't deal with it, it's going to be stored as weight. But if you say, well, I've cleaned up my diet and all that, I would look for some other clues or or see a functional practitioner. Like for me, I I mentioned I went through this postpartum hormone thing. And I I really improved my health quite a bit. But some things like I couldn't quite get over. And then I got sicker. And I was like, I mean, I'm doing everything I can. Like, what else can I do? I mean, I still had some stress with my my job at the time. But I was like, gosh, you know what? what What am I doing wrong here? And then kind of all around the same time, probably not a coincidence, we found out we had toxic mold in our home. I found out I had... Epstein-Barr that had come back and I found out I saw my first Hashimoto's antibodies so there was a lot happening under the surface for me and frankly I do think that like stress and poor diet are kind of the gatekeepers of those things like I don't know if I could have gotten so sick from like mold and Epstein-Barr and stuff if there hadn't been something to kind of weaken me um but, yeah, we can get these chronic viruses. You know, we can have heavy metals that have gotten into us. Even if we think we're eating clean now, well, have we always eaten clean? No. And can we completely avoid, you know, heavy metals and toxins in our environment? No. So there are advanced things. And these things get pretty hard to figure out yourself. Like, you know, I have a practitioner. You know, I still see practitioners, even though I am a practitioner, because I think that relationship of talking to someone else, like sorting through it, because we're emotional about our own symptoms. As much as I love like podcasts like this and like the books, it's like sometimes it's good to just be in relationship with someone who knows either a little more than us or something a little different than us, just to see like, to see what that relationship can manifest in our health. Like Maybe there's something that they've thought of that you haven't thought of. So basically I would I would suggest, you know, if if you're feeling stuck, try someone new. And a lot of people come to us, they've already tried, you know, four, four naturopaths and two functional practitioners or this or that. And I know it's frustrating. But if there's something that you know is still not right, keep looking. Keep looking. You know, research yourself. Try another practitioner. I know it's scary because you think, oh, maybe this person's gonna let me down. But that, they might give you that one little piece or the one little thing to think about then so, someone else has. And they might run a test and no one else has thought to. It's your own health. It's your own decision. But I've had a very complicated case. I've had to keep, you know, investing and trying again and picking myself up. And I do it because... It's, I'm worth it because <laughs> I want to feel good every day. So you know it's it's just a, like just sometimes it's just kind of staying staying in the in the fight, so to speak, to like, I'm gonna keep figuring this out. I know something's not quite right in my body and I want it to be better.
1: Well, I really appreciate the kind of the permission here because there you're right. There are going to be, not every doctor is going to nail it. You know, we as practitioners, we, we try and we try and we try to figure it out. And I think that pursuit to getting your body to where you want sometimes may be a journey longer than you anticipate, but it really is a journey. I think people think that things are going to be just one and done. We're We're going to fix this and it's going to be over, but you know, our bodies are ever changing. Things are, things are a little bit more complex. I know for me, my hormone journey has been it's been an eight year journey. And, you know, I think maybe things are going great for a while, and then something throws everything back off. And so I love that permission, just to, you know, that that grace around us trying to figure out what's going on, um, and continuing to connect in with practitioners that we trust and know, and that there may be some hidden things that we hadn't looked at as well. So I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot of things can throw off your hormones. And yeah, I really, I really got humbled. And I'm grateful for some of the things I've had to go through. Because I I think we think, well, I can control everything by like eating perfectly and blah, blah, blah. It's like, um, there's a lot of, (laughs) there's a lot going on in our modern world that's this complex. And I just kind of humbled myself to be like, okay, I can't control everything. And I just want to do my best to like be in this process of supporting myself so if you look at it as trying a new practitioner a new this or that it's like hey i just want to engage in the process of life and the process of healing and the process of you know meeting new people and have and having new ideas then i think it can be a positive experience because yeah there can be the opposite where you're like here we go again i'm spending another thousand dollars like it doesn't you know yeah you might blow a thousand dollars i spend blown away more than a thousand dollars trying to figure out my health. But uh, yeah, I'm very passionate right now about the idea of just like staying in the game and enjoying the parts you can enjoy, even if, you know, your hormones aren't perfectly balanced yet.
1: Well, I think that you did lend to a lot of, lot of things, although some of those definitely we've heard them before, but I think that there's just true reminders. And then, you know, it's one thing to be told, okay, we need more sleep. We need more this, but then I love some of the recommendations like the herbs, like the magnesium, you know, the fiber. I loved the, the big call to action. Right. Um, and so I think that there was a lot of information that we can lend to that can really help move the needle in getting us there. So that really leads me to my last question. My favorite question is, you know, in this journey that you've been in, which I so appreciate you sharing with all of us, you know, what has been, what has been, I know this can be a hard question for people, but what has been the one daily habit or even a natural solution like a supplement that you have done or that you do each day that really moves the needle for your health?
0: Yeah, I think
1: doing some special things in the morning.
0: And I will say that it sort of changes for me. Like lately, I said, I've been walking in the cold grass. Sometimes I journal, but not every day. But I think getting up a little earlier and doing some things for yourself. Uh, I do dry brushing that I mentioned. Sometimes I do some squats or just some movements to get my blood going. You know, not all of our energy comes from food. Our energy also comes from Movement and just like engaging with the sun and the moon and like being outside or looking at at nature and like gratitude, which you're you're so beautifully good with that practice. Like just doing something in the morning, whatever it is, I would say just like get up a little earlier, do something that's that's just for you. That's just to energize you. It's just to put you in the right frame of mind. For the day and that's a game changer for me
1: well you know i completely agree with you there i mean a morning routine really sets the tone for the day that we're gonna have and i know that so many of us on this on this show we want to live a life of joy and and just feeling vibrant and i feel like how we can really guarantee and set the tone for that is what we do in the morning so i you know how much i love the fact that you shared and we did not plan that But I love that you shared your morning routine or some of the things that you're doing that are really just kind of setting you up for the success that you want to have for the day and just really have you feeling great every single day. Now. There is a gift that you're going to be giving us, which I'm super excited about. We didn't dive into this enough, but we know that there is a gut hormone connection. I mean, absolutely driven. What happens with the gut really does determine what's going on with the hormones. And then we also know that hormones like cortisol can drive what's going on inside of the gut as well. So you have an awesome quiz, which is, is your gut messing up your hormones? So can you tell us a little bit about this?
0: Yeah. And it's actually like a quiz about gut infections. And of course we can't completely yeah. like diagnose you with a gut infection through an online quiz. Right. But it's going to get you thinking because a lot of our clients, like we talked some of about the basics of digestion, but a lot of our clients are doing those things and they're still like super bloated. They can't eat 25 foods, like something else is going on. And A lot of people have gut infections. That means like candida or small intestine bacterial overgrowth or H. Pylori or parasites. I got a parasite right now, which is a weird thing to say, but like a lot of people have this, like, don't think it's not you. It's probably you. I mean, we just, we're stressed out. We don't always eat right. And it makes this great environment for ill health in the gut. And once those little critters set up, they don't want to leave. So, it's a quiz that kind of gives you gets you thinking about could I have a gut infection and then we follow up with some information on common gut infections we see and some tips for keeping the gut happy. So, it's definitely like getting into like the more advanced moves, so to speak, that that come from like running tests and like working with a practitioner. So, yeah, if you feel like you are frustrated with your symptoms and you're not sure, you know, what else you can do, it can, it can help stimulate some new ideas. I mean, what we see the most with our practice is women with hormone issues. And they always have a gut issue, like always. And some of them know it because they have diarrhea or whatever. And some of them don't really know it. They're like, well, my gut's pretty fine. I have good bowel movements. I'm like, yeah, but you're depressed all the time. And there's no way the gut's not involved in that fact. So sometimes you have a gut issue without fully knowing it. And, and we'll kind of get into some of those, those clues and just do some education that, that might give you the, the thing you're missing and you're needing to, to get healthy and lose that weight.
1: Well, I absolutely agree. I mean, it's for me, even personally, my hormone issues were de- de- definitely connected to a gut issue. So I can absolutely 100% relate to this. And, you know, a lot of us still don't know what's going on and this can definitely like you, you said lend to kind of opening a new conversation about what is happening with the body and if, and and if anything healing the gut heals all kinds of issues in the body as well i mean that brain gut connection the inflammation connection i mean there's so much going on that the gut has helping to control even if hormones are the kind of the last thing that clear up you're clearing up so many other things so i'm i'm super excited to take the quiz and as everyone knows on the show um, you can grab the, you're going to grab the link for the quiz in the show notes. Um, we'll have them all ready for you to go and you can grab that. So definitely take a look. If you're looking to get more clarity around what's happening with your gut, specifically around your hormones, this is going to be a great way because this is an area of expertise that although we didn't get into enough today, that Bridget is really phenomenal at. Bridget, honey, thank you so much for coming on. You shed so much light around our hormone issues. And I love the suggestion that you gave. I felt like they were very applicable and that people could really go and and start doing immediately.
0: Great. Well it was really fun to be on and uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Talk to you soon.
1: I am so glad that Bridget broke down the gut-hormone connections and gave us a ton of clarity on how gut imbalances and toxins create hormone-driven weight resistance. I also appreciate the validation for so many women out there who haven't received a clear answer before today. Gut imbalance played a major role for my mom and even in my own hormone struggles. As you learned in the interview, the gut plays a major role on how hormones function as a whole. From thyroid hormones to estrogen and progesterone, really our gut is communicating with how our hormones are working for us every single day. If you would like to dive in and figure out if your gut is creating a hormonal imbalance, I highly recommend Bridget's quiz and figuring out today if this is the correlation that you are seeking. Now you can find the link to Bridget's quiz in the show notes for this episode on my website, drmarisa.com, episode 8. That is D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A.com. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening in to the Essentially You podcast you're the inspiration for this podcast. I want you to know that coming up is one of my absolute favorite topics. We are going to dive into the nitty gritty of sugar and how to break up with sugar for more energy and emotional well-being. I've helped thousands of women break up with sugar, even if it's just for a couple days, five days, maybe even a whole month. And we have seen women gain back mental clarity emotional well-being, and just feel overall incredible when they are not tied to sugar. Now, I would also love to hear from you and really what you are looking for on this podcast. Take a moment and rate and review the Essentially You podcast on iTunes. That way, I can continue to serve you and other amazing women who are ready to become healers in their own home. Well, it was a pleasure, and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Bye.